Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. This week, it's Love, Love, Kiss, Kiss. Blah, blah, blah. Deep inhales. Here we are. Yes. As you were. A podcast about Alkaline Trio. My name is Tim, and his name is David. It's a fact. It's a fact. It's the truest fact. This is As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, and we are here to talk about uh, a song. A song. Oh, let me give you a coaster, baby. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. This is the this is one of the hottest tables in town. Are there scratches be, on it? Mm. Don't want to be dropping nothing Good on there. Good stuff. But hey, let's be let's be real. First and foremost, now we know normally at this point we don't do uh, we don't divert too often from the schedule of weekend recordings. But true, we got together on a Tuesday, and this happens to be the Tuesday that we just dropped. Uh, what will be last week's episode? Yes, your dad, and your uh, dad, my dad. <laughs> um, shout out Dave Collins. Doesn't <laughs> listen to this show because he doesn't like the Alkaline Trio. Dave I'm Coll- sure Dave Collins and I just uh, had a very long chat about Unwritten Law. So I'll drop <laughs> oh, that here. Wow, what's that? Oh, I got stories. We'll get into it another time um, on our Unwritten Law podcast. I remember they had a song called "Seeing Red," which had a video mm-hmm. on MTV. It was the most boring song that i can ever remember hearing in my entire that life. song's fine it was so like what is this yeah um there's a lot of that band i didn't get deeply as into them as he did apparently uh-huh. uh but in revisiting them per his recommendation uh granted he says there's like four good songs which i i would agree uh, Sounds like a great reason to revisit. It's literally just here's Deftones once as a meme. Oh, okay, yeah, that's sure. kind of, uh, but with like a little more pop punk thrown in. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, so well, yeah. anyway, there's that. And then yeah, nice little, nice little sidebar before we go into the anything uh, of <laughs> substance. The truest topic at hand. Um, this was a kind of a, a week that I was looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to post that episode that we we talked about that song a couple weeks ago and um yeah i was just we were both very moved by the responses that we got to yes that. people very uh real with us as we were very real with all of y'all yeah that was uh like we didn't even really like talk about it before we we're just like okay this is what we got to do and just kind of did it um, I think that's probably our longest uh, easily in the feed episode. Yeah. There's some longer stuff over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash as you were. But it's been really nice to see people um, receive that so warmly and be so open. And so uh, just giving of themselves and their time and sharing their stories and sharing kind words. And we thank you for all that. Really, it really does mean a lot. So thanks to all y'all for, for the constant support and just love we get to feel uh, every now and again when we do this. Um, maybe we won't have that same thing happen today. I don't think. I I know that we have some out there who are, you know, not too happy with the way that we view a period of time for this band. But I mean, let me just say this: 
if if you're really wanting to go to bat with us on this one, have at it. Do your worst mm-hmm. because if you want to if you want to stand up and and tell me about why this is a song that is worth praise, I'm all for it. So let's get into it, Tim. Let's have a little fun here. Oh, man, love, love, kiss, kiss. To? Yes, because we decided we had to do this. Right. A year and a half ago, for some reason, I feel like I just ate broccoli. Um, broccoli's fine. I like broccoli, but you know what I mean. Like, like I don't really want yeah, yeah, I get broccoli. it, I get it, I get it. Um, this is one that I shit on Matt's material from this era and beyond a lot more than Dan's. That's because I think they often do. A similar-ish thing, which is just have, like, really bad lyrics that I I think are really corny. But Matt's songs are musically much worse to me. Yeah. Um, In this example, I will start by saying that I think if you removed the vocals from this song, it's pretty all right. Nice little number. Nice little number. It makes perfect sense as because I think this is track seven on the album. Yeah. Um. On Agony and Irony from 2008. Oh, I'm sorry. It's track eight. Track eight. But it's a perfect track eight, right? Yeah. Kind of inoffensive, like, you know, kind of slow, but a little rockin'. It's got a little bit of a gate to it. Dan does, normally, does very well in this spot. We've actually hit on a few of these. Um, uh, You know, the uh, I Was a Prayer spot, I think every thug needs a lady she took him to the lake the ideal yeah no no and like he does that so well um agony and irony i think is a divisive record in a lot of ways i think it is kind of i i know there are people who love it and god bless that's cool um but i think for the people who were there early and stuck around past Good Morning, which I think was an original drop-off point for a lot of early adopters. Yeah, this was a definite drop-off point. I think for people getting into them with Good Morning, kind of a drop-off point, or a you get on shaky ground at the very least. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I like Good Morning. I like Crimson. Oh, this one is uh, not great. What do you latch on to on this record? I think there are songs, and there are songs we will talk about that I think are good. I think the the issue with this album has always been that it's it's been Dan's weakest set of contributions to an album. Mm-hmm. There's one song that made the record that I really like of his. There's a couple B-sides I really like of his. But with what actually made it's Agony and Irony, it's... We talked about Ruin It, or we've talked about Ruin It, we've talked about um, In Vain, both of which I really dislike. And we talked about Live Young, Die Fast. Which is a perfect example of, to me, a Matt song that is bad lyrically and really boring musically. And when we talked about that, I was like, man, this is this is a moment where it's it's almost worse than you pictured it would be. And then you told me, oh, wait till you hear yes. the next track. Yes, which is very similarly titled uh, with the comma in the middle. It's just, it got a lot of bad yeah. going in this it's section. It's a lot of bad going. Yeah. And it came up on the shuffle, and I was like, 
oh no, that can't be good. And then you were here. Uh huh. We just talked about fucking the the realest shit that we've ever talked <laughs> yeah. about on this thing. I was I was sweating underneath my clothes. I was just emotionally, you know, feeling very good and extraordinarily tired. Uh, yes. And I just opened up these lyrics and just read them, not out loud. No, no, no. And just exhaled all of my hurt mm-hmm. at you. Just, oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. Oh no. Yeah. Well, I feel like the lyrics are the worst part of the song by a country mile. So going into this, you probably didn't have high expectations having start started by reading the lyrics, which fittingly is how most people first experience the song. Because one of the things that's kind of been written out of history a little bit, especially with Agony and Irony, is there were a lot of corny product tie-ins or like stunts with this record. Mm-hmm. There was them on the hills um, recording. I'm using air quotes, which you, none of you can see. Uh, recording, I believe, in vain. Actually, you can see them on Patreon. Patreon.com slash. We're just going to upload a video of podcast. me doing this. The air, the air quotes tier is hidden. Yes. but it's uh, it's for our our big ticket spenders. Yes, uh, you can find it if you donate. Uh, VC money to us. Um, so there was that. There was the Nike tie-in where they did the shoes and the and the messenger bag. Yeah, that was weird. That was very weird. Because also they were atrocious to look at. Those Nikes. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back to the hills first because it, it's literally <laughs> like an in studio. Like oh, they're recording. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, the worst thing. That you could see when it's done in earnest. Anyone uh, who's seen They Came Together, the David Wayne feature, the recording session that comes in the middle of that movie is absolutely perfect. Most especially because John Stamos just showed up and the only reason he's in there is because he was on the set that day and Adam Scott was like, hey, John, you want to just come in here for a little bit? And John Stamos shows up for no reason and then he leaves. But we got anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it is. It's it's cut in a way where it looks like none of them are in the same room. They did those atrocious Nike products, and then which Nike? It Nike is a bad thing. If you're out there, just so you know, I know that they're back. They're a bad thing. They enslave children. That's never not been true. The same is true of your iPhone. Um, So, yeah, uh, you know, no ethical consumption. Uh But just bad. That was dumb. That was a bad move. If you're going to do it, at least make it look good is my point. Mm -hmm. Like, don't. And apparently, from what I heard, if you got some of those products, they like fell apart almost immediately. So even the children that they were just, you know, torturing for this. Uh, could not be compelled to make this a quality product. What is it, do you think, is... Because I have to think that anybody who's going gaga for uh, Nikes, Alkaline Trio Nikes... It's a very specific subset. Right. Yeah. So yeah. what is that, do you think? Is it is it trying to legitimize them? I and, mean... Because this is, this is the epic record, right? This is the epic record. 
part of me wonders like if that had happened now where like sneaker culture kind of has crossed over a little more right and streetwear has crossed over a little more i don't think that specific design would have worked but i do wonder if maybe that would have been a play so they were trailblazers um, really mm, sure i'll give them that but the third thing and the reason i bring all this up is one of the third thing the final things they did in the the promotional cycle for this record is they released the sheet music to love love kiss kiss which is a thing we've seen time and again beck did the song reader lp thing pup recently put out like on twitter like hey here's the lyrics and chords to a song you've not heard do your version this was a and it's a take on that yeah i think uh i think bach did that too yeah i think he might have been the actual trailblazer of this uh musical movement mm-hmm. um and I'm doing everything I can to not talk about this song. I'm sorry I, I'm if you're just... out there and you're and you're and you're thinking you're thinking, all right, Tim, shut up. But like I said, broccoli. Yes, uh, I'll give you your moment. But I, I want to. I'm I'm doing a little setup there. I know, I know. So I keep interrupting. No, no, no. It's fine. That's why we do a podcast. Um, but so my first experience with this song was reading the lyrics to it and being like. Oh, this is a Matt song. <laughs> Just because, come on. The first lines are, take a look. I think I, I've painted you a picture. It's black and white, but the blood's a little richer. Mm. Mm. And then you rhyme signature and winter. It's just, ooh. I'm Check it out. You see, it's just a big disaster. Correct. Um, the most accurate line in the song. Um, <laughs> so, and then seeing that love, love, kiss, kiss, blah, blah, blah was the anchor of the chorus. I was not excited. <laughs> and then the first ways I heard the song was by people, I believe, uploading them to YouTube, their covers. <laughs> Which, by and large, not ideal. I will uh-huh. say there was um, a couple <laughs> people. got a YouTube upload that's like, love, love, kiss, kiss. I am not excited. <laughs> it's just me banging a coffee can and saying the lyrics. Um, but anyway, there was actually one cover that I remember. It was like a dude at a violin and acoustic guitar and lyrics notwithstanding. was kind of tight. His name was Andrew Bird. Yeah. <laughs> he whistled for a long time. Um, but so then I actually hear the record and I'm like, holy shit, what? This is a Dan song for one. Two, I, my expectations were really low. And I will say that opening guitar bit and the opening musical motif not bad. Really nice. Actually kind of compelling where it's like, oh, Matt doesn't play guitar like this often. Mm-hmm. This is a nice outgrowth of what happens on Crimson with some of his parts. This is kind of cool. And then Dan starts singing and it's like, well, here's the problem. Yep. Yep. And it never really gets out of that mode. And I will say also when Matt sings in the bridge, again, first line, terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> um. This is the type of song that I just, it's really hard to talk about and and, and find things that are not just insulting to say. All you'll say is, so what? There's that. Um, To me, 
it's kind of the peak of we've talked about Dan's uh, being prone to sentimentality. Yes. And, uh, you know, we talked about if you had a bad time being, you know, one of those moments where it just veers a little bit too hard. This one, it's like it's like your uncle starts making a speech at your wedding at 1130 and he's been Mm. drinking Manhattans all night. It's like, no. No, ju- no, someone just bring him to bed, please. I uh, I was at a wedding a few weeks ago where the father gave a speech that started with, and I'm going to not say the bride's name, but when she was ripped from the warmth and comfort of her mother, that's how he started, um, <laughs> which is sentimental, again, in all the wrong ways. Right. Um, and it's I like, think you could give a slightly better image there. Yes. And that's how I feel about the song. I would say a lot of times I it's easier for me to shit on Matt because you've still not heard what I think is the absolute floor. Uh, and a lot of times his lyrics are like, he went to Party City in April and bought all the discount Halloween supplies and then just used that as influence. Dan, on the flip side, just gets way too lovey-dovey. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a brief YouTube video that's still up there from when they recorded an acoustic version of this along with a couple other songs, including a great Cure cover, uh, for MySpace Transmissions, which uh-huh. um, was MySpace's pivot to video, I guess. And there's an interview with Dan talking about the intent of this song, which was like, he's like, oh, you know, I normally, I normally write uh from my perspective and this is a song for everybody else uh which makes it seem like he thought he was doing like a critique of himself that does not read at all i just don't understand it's just it's about a person who is reminded of love everywhere yeah right it's like a julia roberts movie yeah it's seriously like oh no (laughs) Look at my ex-husband. I'm 48, and now he left me for a 22-year-old. Yeah, or just like, man, I saw some rice on the ground, and they throw that at weddings, so I guess I'm sad now. It's just like, like, oh, yeah, I get it. You wear Invader Zim t-shirts, and you're 17, and no one understands you in your high school, and Edward Scissorhands is your favorite movie. I get it. I mean, which, fine. Dude, I watched Edward Scissorhands a couple weeks ago. Fucking tremendous still it a good movie. knocked me the fuck out i love that movie. i've seen that i've seen that movie probably 25 times it was my favorite time that i watched it the last time i did it i mean i still think it's great but it's so sad yeah i do love the bit where um john hendron goes on that tv show uh john hendron famously at fart on Twitter, uh, goes on that TV show to talk about Edward Snowden and just talks about Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> it's ooh, a good clip if you've not seen it. YouTube that too. I'm talking a lot about YouTube tonight, um, dude. I love YouTube. It's great. It's great. It's where it's where it's where I research all this stuff. Um, let's just talk about our favorite YouTube accounts because I've been really into uh, Fury Road, which is just bad drivers. But mm-hmm. don't do the dash cam ones because it's mostly like it's mostly uh, Trump supporter hicks that are just like, 
Oh, you idiot. Why'd you turn like that? I mean, it's literally Varg from Burzum, too. I do like watching um, the dash cam footage of uh, Russian and Polish car crash videos. because they're it's, so good. They're, they're like so hour lo- hours long, and I watch them all. Anyway, that's kind of what Love, Love, Kiss, Kiss is, where you don't know when the tractor's going to go off the road, but it's gonna. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, the thing about the tractor going off the road in this one is that there, there are bigger cooler tractors out there and i would support any effort that you take to go and find them uh what you rate this one buddy boy this one gets one tractor out of five i'm gonna go 1.5 tractors out of five only because only because i know that we're near the bottom but i know that we're not there yet it if this was instrumental, I would give it a two and a half. If this was, uh, yeah, if this was instrumental, it'd be like, how is okay? All right, so because I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm like, I want to, I want to give everybody a little bit more, a little bit more to chew on. How in the fuck does somebody not say, dude? Maybe a better chorus. It's like anything. The chorus is not strong in and of itself, mm-hmm. but it's a perfect like fade into the background, nice little filler track, not offensive, not bad musically. But then we've got the love love kiss kiss rejoinder or or just like refrain. We have Matt entering with you can't escape this fatal case of melancholia. What? Ed, Dude, you can't escape this fatal case. It it works. It yeah. works. Yes. How is it? I, I just wonder. See, here's the thing. If we're going to talk about Derek being, you know, the the non-corollary, you know, not the cause for this downfall, but he's there and then it does this. His biggest fault is that he's not like, no, yo, don't do that lyric. Just don't do that lyric. You can leave everything else. Just not the first one. It's not going to be good. But it's not going to be that. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where it's like literally if just certain lines were removed, like even that first verse is pretty atrocious. If they change the chorus and title of the song, I would kind of like grit my teeth and get through it. But as it stands with all the decisions they made, that's all I have to judge it on. If I was playing armchair producer or ideally if they had someone who was on the payroll willing to be like, no. Mm. especially troubling because Dan's one really good song on this record occupies a similar space to this musically, maybe a little lyrically. Um, This is just a lesser version of that song. I mean, I think it's kind of just hard not to hear the words love, love, kiss, kiss, blah, blah, and not take that blah, blah as being like, a little offensive like it's lazy you didn't try you this, just straight up didn't try and it's just like there's no real i mean it's just it's been my complaint about a lot of the stuff starting really with this record is where it's just lazy the bad songs on crimson are reaching for something mm-hmm. and then they go to a major label and don't really reach in the same way and maybe that's a producer thing maybe that's them wanting to write hits i don't know I wasn't there. I've never been in the Alkaline Trio. However, uh, what the fuck, man? <laughs> blah, blah. All right. We we got a little hot. 
Um, and, and that's okay. It's going to happen sometimes. You got so hot you took off your sweater midway through this podcast. Dude, do you like my my Balor Club polo that I cut the sleeves off? It's quite the look. I wore this, uh, I wore this polo shirt to WrestleMania last year. That's a good place for it. Probably mm-hmm. not a good place for like if you're asking for a bank loan. Yeah, well, but, I, I don't need no loans. I make money on Patreon, patreon.com slash as you were. And that's a, that's a great way for you to support this show to help us keep doing it in exchange for some fun bonus content, some swag. Those postcards, you see those postcards, David? Oh, they're good. They look so good. Sending those out soon with some buttons. You you got everything coming to you. We still got mugs, baby. We've got a lot coming. We got a lot of mugs. Get ready. And uh, if not, well, either way, rate, subscribe, tell a friend about the show. I think that that's been kind of the the onus from the beginning is the fact that we're two friends who like this band. We love them so much that we take uh bad songs personally yes um as as last week maybe showed you we really like this band yeah i don't like it when they piss in my mouth (laughs) (laughs) we do it (laughs) because (laughs) we like hanging out with each other and we like spending time and this gives us the opportunity to to go all in on something that we've got opinions on and we're really happy that we get the opportunity to do it and we're so happy that there are people out there who enjoy it to such an extent that they do please continue to reach out to us as you were podcast at gmail.com or on twitter as you were pod at mm-hmm. as you were pod uh he's at db anthony i'm at better yet pod we are out of time but we will be back Next week with a another another (laughs) song, (laughs) another what is legally a song. (laughs) We'll see you then. Thanks for listening.